Welcome to the Movement Link podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Aitken. I'm an exercise physiologist and sports nutritionist with over 15 years experience and movement is my cup of tea. Now, we know there is a strong link between how much we move and what we choose to fuel our bodies with when it comes to health and performance. So I hope this podcast will leave you with a few takeaways that allows you to move, perform and feel your best. So put your earbuds in, get moving and I hope you enjoy this episode. guys welcome back to another episode of the movement link podcast now i hope you've had a really strong start to your week so in today's episode i'm going to be talking about consistency and how to maintain a good level of consistency with your nutrition so one of the biggest challenges that i see people have when it comes to their nutrition is actually being able to remain consistent with their plan uh, their meals and their food choices long enough to see results and I do feel that this tends to stem from a lot of people perceiving that perfection with their nutrition is required in order to obtain results or see progress. And we know with most things in life, our approach does not have to be perfect for us to actually make some progress. So in today's episode, I wanted to look at things that I find helpful when it comes to maintaining a reasonable level of consistency with your nutrition, because for most of us, Achieving perfection for any length of time is just not going to be realistic and nor is it going to be sustainable. So creating an approach that encourages consistency but still allows for some flexibility is really important. So here we go. Let's jump straight into this one. Now, the first thing that I feel is a non-negotiable when it comes to being consistent with your nutrition and food intake is that you must have some kind of routine and you must be prepared to do some planning around what you are going to eat, how you're going to cook it, and when you're going to eat it. So the first step here would simply to be planning out a grocery list. So have a think about what foods you are going to consume across the week. Maybe plan out some of your main meals. Have a think about what sort of snacks you're going to need and put all of those foods on your grocery list. So the first thing that you know is that when you go to the supermarket, you know exactly what foods you are going to need. So you will never be caught short. Okay. Now my tip here is that your meal planning and your recipes do not have to be fancy to be effective. So keep it super simple because consistency is going to be a lot harder to achieve if you are aiming to create MasterChef quality meals every day. Okay, so that's the first thing. Plan out your grocery list, plan out some meals, plan out your snacks. And then once you've done that, plan out your routine in terms of knowing when you are going to meal prep. So this might be, for example, on a Sunday afternoon, you do a bit of a batch cook, you make multiple meals that are going to get you through Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And then on Wednesday evening, you might cook up a little bit of extra food that you know will see you through Thursday and Friday until you reach the weekend. Okay, so plan out your shopping list, plan out your routine, know when and what you are going to meal prep. Okay, now on top of that, cook in batches. Okay, and this will require a little bit of planning as well, but consider what types of foods you can cook multiple serves of at once in one quick and easy manner. And I'll go through some examples here in a moment. Now, I know it sounds boring. However, in my experience, it is the people who take some time to plan out what they are going to eat, no matter how simple it is, 
are the ones who are generally most successful with their nutrition and their nutrition-related goals. And on top of that, I also feel it is important to get comfortable eating the same thing for two nights in a row. And I think at the very least, cook enough dinner to allow you to take leftovers the next day for lunch. And I'm not sure why. However, I tend to see a lot of people balk at having to eat the same thing for dinner two nights in a row. However, those same people also wake up and often have the same thing for breakfast every morning. So routine is key, okay, when it comes to consistency and planning in some form and at some basic level is going to be a necessity. So that will be the first point there in achieving consistency with your nutrition. Have a bit of a routine or work to establish a routine. Um, And then on top of that, also do a little bit of prior planning. Now, The next point here, and hopefully this one goes without saying, is don't aim for perfection. Now, most people often overestimate what they can achieve in eight weeks, and they underestimate what they can achieve in a year. So if you can make consistently good food choices for, let's say, 80 to 90% of the time, so what would equate to most of the year, then you can make some damn good progress. However, If you try to achieve perfection with your food choices 100% of the time, you may only last four weeks before you revert back to your old habits. And four weeks of perfection is not going to get you anywhere near as far as a year of consistency. Okay, so where possible, stay away from aiming for perfection. Close enough when it comes to nutrition is usually good enough to get you those results. Now, my third point here, and this will follow on from um, not aiming for perfection, is to adopt the mindset that something is always better than nothing. And as I said, this point is going to tie in with that previous point on not aiming for perfection, but dichotomous thinking. So taking an all or nothing approach is a really challenging mindset to have, and it does not allow for any flexibility. So if you only get the chance to create one balanced meal that day, then aim for that and simply do the best that you can with the remainder of the day. So something is always better than nothing. Now, I have spoken about this next point before, um, and it is to get right back on track, okay? Getting back on track is always going to be most helpful in allowing you to create that consistency around your nutrition. So if a barrier of some kind comes up that takes you out of your routine or away from your planned meals, simply aim to get right back on track at the next opportunity. So ideally, that next opportunity will be your next meal. However, if you, let's say, went off track at a workplace lunch on Wednesday, don't wait until next Monday morning to get yourself back on the bandwagon. So you do not need a Monday or even a new day to roll around in order to get yourself back on track. You are literally only one meal away from turning things around and only you can control what you choose to put in your mouth at your next meal. So getting back on track, um, again, as I mentioned earlier, aiming for 80 to 90% consistency most of the time is generally going to lead you to those results that you're chasing. Okay, so getting right back on track, super important. Now, My next point here is to acknowledge that you won't always be motivated. 
However, if you want to remain consistent, there will be times when you need to take action regardless of whether or not you're feeling that level of motivation. And I'm going to give you an example here and I'm going to tie this back into meal prep uh, because I personally find meal prep a bit of a chore and I am rarely motivated to sort my meals out for the week ahead. Um, But it needs to be done, right? Is the only other alternative is that I wake up on Monday morning if I have not meal prepped on Sunday. I wake up on Monday morning without any breakfast to take to work, with no lunch, um, and with no pre-training meal. So when I look at that alternative, um, you know, as I said, what is the other option? The other option is that I need to make sure that I'm a little bit organized and put some time into planning and preparing my meals on a Sunday afternoon, even if I don't feel like it. So Sean and I will usually spend um, a good hour or two on a Sunday afternoon cooking up a batch of protein for our lunches. So things like chicken, lean mints, Um, batch cooking carbohydrates like rice, sweet potato. We will chop up containers of veggies, um, plenty of fruit for the week so that we can grab and go. Or all we need to do when we get home is pull something out of the fridge, throw the veggies and the protein in the oven or in a pot to cook. Um, We also put together jars of oats, blueberries, nuts, banana, and things like that for our breakfast. So it is certainly not my favorite way to spend, you know, a couple of hours on my Sunday afternoons, but I do know that I'll find it of far greater inconvenience to be scratching around the back of the cupboard um, or digging into the bottom of the fridge for something to eat midweek if I don't have things planned out. And it honestly doesn't take us all that long. We have a bit of a routine going now. We have a rotation of common foods and combinations that we always use Monday to Friday. So it is quick and easy um, and it also keeps us on track. So action drives motivation, right? So taking the steps to plan things out, get things organized is always going to generate motivation leading into that new week than if we had taken no action on the Sunday afternoon and done no planning. All right. So acknowledge you're not always going to want to meal prep. You're not always going to feel motivated to go to the grocery store, pick up the groceries that you need for the week. But the only other alternative there is that you end up underprepared. You end up making poor nutritional choices. um, And obviously you are then going to likely end up frustrated because you are spinning your wheels and not seeing the progress that you are working for. Now, point number six here, try to set things up so that the habits you want to implement are going to be as easy as possible. Now, what I mean by this is make your meal prep as a starting point as simple as possible. So batch cook protein, and I said I would look at different options here around how to meal prep in bulk. So when it comes to batch cooking protein, you can use several different options. So one option here is to simply use an oven. So throw several chicken breasts, several pieces of salmon into the oven. It's going to cook itself. Um, We also use the slow cooker quite often for chicken. So we'll put in, you know, one and a half, two kilos of chicken in the slow cooker um, with different spices, herbs, seasoning, things like that, or maybe some lean mints with some taco seasoning. We use the rice cooker to batch cook our rice. We can cook up at least three days worth of rice in our rice cooker. If we are using the oven to cook our um, chicken and our salmon, we can also throw some sweet potato in there, some pumpkin, some potato. 
in um, forms of carbohydrate. We can also throw in a big tray of mixed vegetables. So all of those things in the oven or in the slow cooker or in the rice cooker are going to cook themselves. Now, other things that you can utilize to make your meal prep easier is to use things such as frozen fruit, frozen veg, if you want to. It's going to be pre-cut. You can also use the plain mixed uh, salad mixes from Coles and Woolies. So choosing things that require very little preparation, and then you can simply throw them all together, throw together some of your sweet potato, your chicken, and your cooked veggies, jazz it up with a little bit of salsa, some avocado, maybe some nuts and seeds, some hummus, some tzatziki, some light balsamic vinegar, um, whatever your go-to preference is there, and you are pretty much good to go. Divide that across three to four Tupperware containers, and you have three or four lunches that have essentially cooked themselves in the oven. Okay, so make life easy for yourself. Really important. Now, point number seven, to help you maintain consistency around your nutrition is to avoid extreme approaches. Now, extreme or rigid approaches to your food choices are going to make consistency that much harder. So I would strongly encourage you to avoid anything, um, I guess, that is going to sound too rigid. So things such as eliminating whole food groups. So some people will walk into um, a diet or, you know, assume a new approach to their nutrition and they're going to go, no meat. Okay, I'm not going to have any meat. I'm not going to have any chocolate. Um, You know, maybe I'm going to go low carb, which would involve eliminating all fruit, maybe a lot of your whole grains. It's also going to involve eliminating a lot of your veggies. So eliminating whole food groups is usually a dangerous option because what happens when you tell yourself that you can't have something and you suddenly start craving it, right? So if you are dieting, Um, I guess another approach here to ensure that you are not taking that extreme or rigid approach to your nutrition is to ensure that you are not chasing a calorie deficit that is too aggressive. So again, if you suddenly pull your calories down quite significantly and you have gone from say 2000 calories per day all the way down to 1200, it is going to be a lot harder for you to stick to that for any reasonable period of time. So Avoiding extreme approaches, um, you know, unless you have a medical reason to do so, avoid eliminating whole food groups uh, when it comes to determining your approach to nutrition and making sure that you are not, if you are dieting, that you are not in a calorie deficit that is overly aggressive for you. So that was point number seven. Now, when it comes to consistency, if you are struggling, then point number eight is also to know that is it is okay to scale things back when needed and then to only increase, say, the complexity of your new habits or new behaviors once you've already demonstrated good consistency with the basics. So if you're struggling to maintain um, or to remain adherent to your plan, and this is assuming that your nutrition plan is not rigid, it's not aggressive, and it's not too extreme, then scale things back and simply start with building consistency around one meal at a time. Now, you might start with breakfast. So your goal here might simply be to plan and prepare your breakfast every day for the next week. Now, once you are comfortable doing this 
and you feel that you have this new habit around breakfast down pat, you can then focus on scaling things up. So you might then go, okay, well, I've got breakfast in the bag. Um, I've done really well with planning and preparing my breakfast over the last seven days or 14 days or however long you feel you need for that habit to become automatic. I'm then going to focus on lunch. Okay, and I'm going to focus on preparing my lunch for the next week or the next fortnight, as well as my breakfast, and becoming really consistent with my nutrition plan and my food choices around those two meals. So do not be afraid to scale things back. Um, A lot of the times when we see people fail at creating new habits, it's because we have simply bitten off more than we can chew and we try and change too much in one go. So starting with one thing at a time, keeping it really simple um, can also lead to really good progress over time. So you might have heard of the saying, slow is fast and fast is slow. So if we try to go too quickly and we try to change too many things uh, within a short period of time, we will likely end up or we often end up making very slow progress because we end up spinning our wheels. We don't really uh, reach the point where we have maintained consistency around any of those new habits because we've tried to change too much at once. However, if we choose the slower option, we can often progress a little bit faster because we get good at mastering one aspect of our new behaviors or new habits and we can then add another one to that. So slow is fast and fast is slow. Do not be afraid to scale things back if you need to. Now, my next point here in helping you to maintain consistency is not to set narrow timeframes or deadlines. So having a little patience is key. And I know for those of you that know me really well, this might be a little bit rich coming from me asking you to have some patience because if you know me well, you will know that I am one of the most impatient people to grace this planet. However, having patience is a virtue, right? So when it comes to establishing new behaviors and building consistency with healthy habits, patience is going to serve you really well. And narrow timeframes and short deadlines around uh, your nutrition-related goals are only going to put unnecessary pressure on yourself. So have patience and be realistic. Now, my next point here is a little bit of tough love, and it is going to be to embrace or learn to embrace delayed gratification. So what do I mean by this? Food is not going out of fashion anytime soon. So we are very, very fortunate to live in a country where you can pretty much obtain whatever you want to eat whenever you want to eat it. So you do not need to eat everything at the buffet just to get your money's worth. If you really want more brownie or ice cream, but you're already feeling full, know that you can buy brownies and ice cream at pretty much any supermarket. And bonus, some of those supermarkets are even open 24 hours a day. So learning to embrace delayed gratification, learning to resist the temptation of an immediate pleasure, knowing that this will lead you to obtain a more valuable goal in the long term. Okay, that is also a really important part of achieving consistency with your nutrition. Now, my last point here, when it comes to consistency, be flexible and be willing to adjust your approach over time. So our lives are going to be constantly changing. So along with that, our approach to our nutrition, um, our meal planning, our prepping may also need to change alongside this. And my final thought on 
this is that nutritional consistency should be a lifestyle, not an eight-week challenge. So if you are serious about making long-term, sustainable, healthy changes to your um, food-related habits and behaviors, then we need to be looking at changes that we can implement and changes that we can sustain in the long-term. Okay, so I think that also goes back to, you know, really making sure that we are avoiding extreme rigid approaches, that we are taking a really balanced approach to our food choices. We're giving ourselves the flexibility to get back on track. We ensure that we're not taking an all or nothing approach. We have the mindset that something is better than nothing and we are not aiming for perfection. So guys, on that note, I hope you found that episode helpful. I do hope that there are a couple of points in that episode that you can take away um, and apply to your current approach to nutrition that is going to help you be a little bit more adherent and consistent with your nutrition and food related goals. So as always, if you enjoyed that episode, I would love to hear about it. You can leave me a hopefully five-star review um, over on Spotify or on iTunes on the podcast app there. If you loved the episode, I would also be very grateful if you could pop a copy of that up on your story and you can tag me at Gemily underscore xfiz. But until next week, guys, have a fantastic week. Put your earbuds in, keep moving, and I'll be back with another episode soon.